What's up, bro? Back to and, back to back cast. In style, and uh, people will never know, but we're on brand, which is tech diff. Yes, of Technical course. Technical difficulties, little finagling yes. to get the ball rolling. Some headphone but, fuckery. Yeah, well, headphone I, fuckery. you know, it makes me think of, uh, I, I'm all about like the, not in every aspect of life, but when it comes to technology, like it can add up, especially sure. as like you're accessorizing. You now that lying. the phones cost more than like a moped. Like, you ain't lying. You sure. know? And so I got these, uh, Fugazi, I'm not using them right now, but these like wireless earbuds, right? Right, like kind of like the bootleg Johns. And um, rather than spend like the hundred dollars on the ones I'll lose, I've got these like ten dollar ones that work pretty well. Okay, with one little catch, which is at at random they'll speak to me in Mandarin. And I got to announce, like, I'm trying to plug them in. And I'm like, <laughs> and it's like very like friendly. And I feel like it's like someone else on the line right, like, for sure. a second. You know, because right, right, it's right. not like a robotic voice or anything. Like they, best I can tell, like recorded someone sure. saying, saying what I assume is like disconnected, connected. You need to charge it soon or whatever. Right, but sure, like, sure. I never know what it is that they're saying. I can't connect it to a real event, but, uh, yeah, man. So it's like uh, a little bonus. Ones. It's a bonus Rosetta Stone. Like you didn't ask for it, but you're gonna learn Mandarin over, just because over of your time. Headphones. Yes, over what I assume will be the two month lifespan of, <laughs> of these earbuds, I will learn at least a phrase in Mandarin. Uh, well, we'll see what it is. Well, our our tech diff originated right with the thought that uh, I usually wear my wireless headphones, like when I'm working out or whatever. Um, you know, just in general for general applications in my life. Yep. Um, but uh, I noticed that for the cast, um, that the, my audio wasn't ever like great, like a little right. hollow, a little, little muscle. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, I'll just get the you know the old school plug in, Johns. Um, I plug them into the computer, and then all of a sudden, I can't hear you. <laughs> what I thought would be would be foolproof was not, in fact, proof. Uh, we, well, uh, we'll throw a school. lot of fool at that proof. So. <laughs> we, we will, yes, yes. It's a yes. bold, it's a bold promise. It was a fool attempting to prove himself that regular headphones would work, and uh, well, now we're he, working. He wrong. Well, we're good now. We're good. Yeah, it would, so, it would uh, be a cast with no tech diff. It's like part right. of the authenticity. No, man, it's it's how you know we're working. <laughs> we're firing on one cylinder. It's how you know you got the real thing, baby. Every other department feeling good though. I got a little yeah, combo life and rise going here. Nice. Did some intense cardio that I'm recovering from and uh, feeling good. I feel that what, like. What does intense cardio look like? Tell me what would you do? Treadmill. I mean, I do like my physical therapy for my arm at first, which is yeah. like I tell myself that's lifting sure. because that's my max right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, it really isn't, you know. Sure. Um, just kind of doing the. Uh, five pounds rep for shoulder stuff sure. in like every direction possible. So, yep, yep. you know, but one, one baby step a day and getting there. That's but uh, yeah, so then uh, the range of my shoulder can be frozen in place. And now that I'm not feeling like just sitting pain or resting pain, I can do cardio pretty good. I can run stair That's climb. Great. That's great. So at least I can get that intensity in my life somehow how long do you typically do like what's what's your duration of cardio oh it's nothing i mean like 
anybody who runs seriously, it would be a joke, but I'm running, uh, I can run like three, eight minute mile, like three miles in 24 minutes. Like that's me running pretty hard right now. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, like to me, that's, that's fantastic. Like, cause I, oh, well, like, yeah. you know, because it's all relative, right? Like, so you, you know, of course, like, dude, this guy this week yeah. in running news, which is why I <laughs> <laughs> a guy this week, I think was the first person to ever run a marathon in two hours and one minutes. Wow. Yes, yes, I think I saw that right. I think I get Chicago or some guys like the right. first time, like officially, and, and that so was considered close. a big deal. Yeah, sure. To get under two hours and one minute, so yeah. he broke it. So, uh, so now two, know, two minutes, right? It'll be the race to get under. I mean, to get under two, two hours, hours, right? The race to get like, under two hours. And I've like explained this to people, right? Like, if yeah, you just sure. take hundred and twenty minutes, yeah, 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 right. And divide that, I'm going to do it right now. By 26 or whatever, yeah. 120 minutes divided by 26.2. Right. Okay. Is 4.58 minutes a mile. Wow. All right. That is like setting your treadmill to um, 13 or like 12 and a half. For two hours. Right. So like hit, like a, t- a 10 yeah. on a treadmill for most people would be like a, you know, that's a six minute mile. Like that's like a sprint for anyone right. sure, sure, not sure. on a track team. Yeah, okay. Sure. Um, I said this before, like you took like the average, like 35 year old dude. Right. Right. And lined him up at the hundred, a hundred yards from the finish line right. of a marathon and told the marathon runners, like they can't, they have to run their average speed. Right. And if their average speed would beat him from yeah. that point to the finish line after their whole marathon. I don't like, doubt it. Yeah, for sure. You know, like that is a fast, um, just average pace. Like what's their quick pace? You know, it's insane. Right. Um, it's, but it's, anyways. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all, it's all, no, it's all relative. Just talking about cardio and that, those sort of pursuits. My, my buddy Jay, who, when I first moved uh, to, to my, my current home, um, lived down the street from me, he had two kids who were like peers of, of my girls. And he's had, he's since moved to Florida. But when I first met him, you know, uh, was uh, was in law enforcement, and I I always got the impression just was like looking for more, right? Like from mm-hmm. himself, like you know, he's a good dad and and a hardworking guy, but like didn't necessarily have like a specific challenge in his life, right? And didn't have anything like physical that he did regularly that he felt great about, right? Right. Um, you know, and, and he was the kind of dude that I would just talk to at the bus stop, picking up the girls, right? You know, yep. and he'd bounce questions off me, bounce questions off me, you know, and we'd be back and forth. And, you know, I try to frame it for him because something I think that you learn, right, after a while is that, like, when people come to you for advice or guidance with with um, their training, their fitness, whatever, their athletic pursuits, right, they're not always necessarily looking for, hey, man, what do you do? Can you right. give me can you give me your blueprint so I can do what you do? They're right. looking for what's my version of the thing that you do. How can they do their thing better? Yes. Or yes. Or just supplement it. Right. Or just have a thing. Right? right. Like how can I do the thing that suits me and what I do uh in the way that you do it so consistently? That's kind of the, right. the exchange I get into a lot of the time, right? Yeah. So it's not like, hey man, I want to do exactly what you do. It's like I want to do my thing. But like the way you do it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you know, he and I had a hundred back and forths, you know, and and you know, I knew that he was more of like um, he was a marine, right? So he's like, you know, those guys are just cut from a different cloth, right? And, sure. 
And, um, you know, a, a lot of their training is that sort of endurance training, sort of brutal endurance training, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they don't feel, I, I feel like, uh, complete unless they're like ready to drop dead when they're done working out. Right? Sure. So, yeah. you know, uh, over, over time, you know, we, yeah, I bounced a million ideas off him. You know, he started using our supplements. He started going to the gym. He started running, right? He started getting in a groove. Well, he moved to Florida. Okay. And dude, that guy is like doing Ironman triathlons now. Like, awesome. and this is only in the course of, you know, probably I'd say I met him maybe like five years ago. And he probably moved like two years ago. And mm -hmm. like, you know, when he when he moved, he was like in a groove with, with you know, with his exercise. But he was like not crushing yeah. it on that level. Now he's a full-fledged triathlete. Right. Like, and will hit me up and be like, hey, man, I'm going to try to incorporate weight training into my training now. So can you write sure. it up a split? And it's just like so remarkable, right? Like how basically what it is is that like you we all i think feel this is like about training but it's also just about life in general right we all sort of feel compelled right like there's something i want to do i could be doing more maybe sometimes it's like sure. a, va a vague feeling but man like how fucking unstoppable does somebody become when they make the decision all right i'm going to commit to this thing and i'm going to sure. do this thing and i like this thing and it speaks to me so i'm going to pour myself into it and it's and it's almost like now i'm going to be that like I, I make a, made a decision one day. Now I'm, a, you know, it's like you start painting and you made a decision one day. All right, I'm going to be, I'm an artist now. Like just making that decision that that's who you are now. And that's what you do, I think is so powerful. So yeah. So, so shouts, shouts to my buddy, Jay, who's just absolutely fucking crushing it. Uses our products, awesome. on a regular, using our, our products on a regular basis. But, you know, talk about just like a, a total complete lifestyle and perspective transformation and how a person is able to do that and and like completely change themselves in, in every way for the better. It's just a, a remarkable thing. I think there's a lot of people out there who are either in the process of doing that or in the process of discovering what that thing is that they want to do. And and he's one of them. And I just I just found it to be awesome and incredibly inspiring. Oh, it's awesome, man. Powerful, you know? man. Yeah, see somebody commit. That's actually one of those um, arenas where like, oddly, the people who excel and do it tend to be 40s and 50s sure sure like they kind of like it's it's kind of like a refuge for people looking for the next level sure. you know what i mean like you can't Absolutely. like don't get me wrong there's people like start out doing crazy stuff when they're 20 sure um but there's a lot of people who um find their way there you know what i mean like and Absolutely. It's, and it's like a a, a, a evolution that's yeah. the sport of doing those things yes, you know like yes, it, yes. Um, and like you said, look, feeling like they're going to drop a day if they did it, man, like that'll do it. You know, like yeah, if that's yeah, what you're looking sure. for, for, that's sure. what you're looking for. You found it. Like, uh, yeah. can you imagine a two mile swim right now? Like Dude, just that. It's absurd. <laughs> that's it's absurd. That, yeah. Takes you everything. Know, so growing up in the gym and brigantine, you know, Ed who owned the place was a triathlete and yep. you know, we, we, I'd be in awe of him because he lifted every day. He'd be like he'd he'd be working the front desk and he'd have his bike there, his, his his stationary bike there, and he'd be pounding that stationary bike. I'd come in to train at like noon. It'd be like you know ninety five degrees outside. He'd be like, "All right, you're in charge. I'm going running." <laughs> he's running right, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, you know," he's like, "He's like, yeah, I mean, I don't win the triathlons because I'm a shitty swimmer." And I'm like, "Man, like, you 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 run a mile like I would right. sprint a hundred meters, right?" And like you know cycle everywhere like looks like Lance Armstrong on a yeah. bike right you know yeah. 
is in there lifting every day, like on a on a real training split on a consistent basis, never missing a day, but he's not a great swimmer. I'm like, man, like you're, right. You're his so definition is not a great oh, swimmer. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Not a great swimmer compared to competitive swimmers, I guess. Right. Well, compared to like the right. great swimmer who's like, I am not a good biker. That's like, it. Enjoy, you know, like they yes. each have their their specialty. The yes. odds of being like the best at all three in that event. If you're really good at two of them, you're That's an elite. It. Yeah, so very much so. It's like powerlifting, right? Like there's the the bench, the squat, the deadlift, and there's always the one you're great at for whatever reason sure. naturally, the one you're solid at, and the one you struggle with. And the only people who don't have that, and they probably have that even on micro level, are like the very best in the world, right? But right. even the very best in the world have their own like thing they're best inclined to do, and then the thing their biomechanics aren't great on, and then the thing they got an injury on, like even they do, you know, deal with it's, that. It's very interesting, right? Like the thing they're inclined to do, right? And how people really have that. And it's like, a, yeah. I don't know if it's a search and they arrive at it or if life kind of dictates it. Sure. And it's, you are, you repeatedly do. And like the sport yes, you sure, play, sure. the way you trained when you were a teenager is how you'll train, you know, or however, like your first coaches taught you how right. to train. That's what you do. Sure. Um, but it's interesting, right? It's like finding like a destiny. Like it's kind of like pre-written, but you have to put the shoe on. Yeah. And see that it fits. Yeah, for kind sure. of thing. Um, it's very interesting. I'm, I always, you always like love to see. Like I was the other day, like I was telling, describing like my brother-in-law to somebody, and like he like audits companies, right? Like he goes in, he's like, "All right, where are they wasting money? What is, like that kind of thing? Crunching numbers and like, if his if he wasn't doing that, right, it would have been the biggest fumble on God's part. Like his so brain. Good. Right. He's doing that. He's like he's looking at like a like books on a shelf it being in a certain order. You know right, I mean? Like sure. he's just got that analytical mind. He's just right. predisposed to it. Right. And um, I think like athletic training is the same way, right? Like trying to find your your niche, your groove, um, and getting so. in harmony with that fate in kind of a way. Right, right. And like being true to it. And like you also have to like push yourself out of your comfort zone. Right. And that's how your body grows. Like we've learned that over of the course. years, like doing other things and having balance, but uh, there is like a harmony there that like, I think we all aspire to being our, that version of ourselves, you know? Oh, very much so. And you know, I remember a, a Jay-Z interview where he was talking about like, you know, his gifts, obviously gifts that were refined. Right. But, you know, talking about like, um, uh, the ability to memorize an entire song or an entire album and then recite them right yep. and and um like how that how amongst the most amazing lyricists they can't all do that right. you know, but he can do that right so there's like la layers of legitimate the word as it would be defined legitimate genius involved in that because then your brain operates and then is able to take this craft this art and then take it to this next level because right. of how you're you're hardwired, right? And he, in this interview, he was talking about like how, and this is just a theory, but how he was of the opinion that everyone has like their own sort of inherent genius predispositions, but it's a matter of like whether your life circumstances dictate that you ever truly discover or cultivate them. Absolutely. Like, you know, and yeah. it's like- Getting so the like, opportunity and being in- Timing and luck right. too have a lot to do with it, right? Very much so. so. Encountering um, the right people, you know, a hundred things, right? It's like you know, uh, there, there's you know, someone who out there who's you know, uh, um, who could be a master piano player, 
but it never had the opportunity or whatever to even pursue it on a small level, you know, to even sure. make that revelation, you know, and you imagine how many times that's that happens, you know, every day that, that people, you know, aren't even aware of the things that they could be, maybe be the best in the world at and you don't even know it. You yeah. know, it's crazy. Crazy. Or find it late in life. You never know, man. There's of people course. I've told the story before the guy who was like, uh, Oh, I, I remember where like you go, right? he kept, yeah. kept rediscovering himself, right? And ended yeah. up, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he, yeah, his life is like kind of in ruins. And one night he was like drinking and he plowed into a family or something like that. And like right. everyone survived, but it was like near fatal crash for everyone involved. And then he, uh, I think he was, he became a stand up comic okay. after that and started entering marathons. And like between the like between the age of he said something like between the age of like twenty and forty he didn't leave this like neighborhood bar, right? And then between like forty to to seventy he'd been like a hundred countries. Wow! He had entered marathons and all of them. He was like on tour as a comedian. He was Bill Burr's mentor at one point. That's how I wow. heard this anecdote. Okay, Bill Burr sure, talking sure, about sure. him like yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Burr was talking about like you can turn your life around when it might seem like someone is just stuck in one spot in life and right they can flip the switch it happens on rare occasions so anybody out there keep looking flip the switch if you need to you know what i mean, I mean? that's it man that's it and and you know and, and i say like so much of it all i think um and I, i've said this to you a bunch of times right like and and i was kind of already saying it just now um but in a different way right like so much of all of this like stuff starts with a decision Right. It's all about yep. making the decision, deciding one day, OK, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do. You know, this is who I'm going to be from now on. And yep. then from that moment that that decision is made, it's almost like your your life just changes by manifesting because yep. that's who that's who I am. now. That's what I do. You know, and yep. it's like and how powerful that can be. It's a crazy thing. Crazy thing. Absolutely. Man. Um, you know, total sharp turn here but like we were kind of talking before we started recording and i was telling you and we we're like wait we should talk right. about this on the kit yeah, so yeah, when yeah. i was talking about the headphones yeah part of the reason i got them i don't mind like wired headphones training or running or whatever no, like, I, don't, I, don't either. Yeah. I don't either yeah but uh every once in a while so we got like serious with a car a couple of years ago it's like you know six yeah. months free something yep. like that yeah yeah and then it was gonna end up is gonna like is gonna be done the trial period we're gonna renew it's gonna be yeah. all this money kaylee called them up is like wait a minute like can you i saw this online can you do this can you do this and like got right. it down so cheap and they're that type of company you could call them right and get it like crazy cheap but right. what's amazing about it you get it and you're getting a broadcast of every single sporting event there is yeah, so like it's amazing i'm a i'm a weird NBA fan, I'm a Pacers fan, right? So right, like I'm yeah. not I'm not getting national games, I'm not getting local games, right. like you know, sure, five games sure. a year, maybe hard to I watch them, right? Hard to catch them on TV for sure. Right. Yeah, but yeah. with serious, I can like be going to bed, throw the game on as I'm getting in bed, catch a catch a little bit. I'm doing yep. something around the house, throwing you know, throwing it on in yep. the car anywhere, stuck in traffic, any game. Yeah, NSL, no, any game, you know. Yep. Um and then you throw in, you get like Mad Dog Sports with that. Sure, you yeah, get yeah. every news channel, every yep. major news station yep. from cable. You get you get free music at the hundred channels. Um, there's comedy starting to throw stuff on. So this is not a paid ad, though I should be compensated. 
this but podcast should be on Sirius XM. It should. should be on Sirius XM. They need like that's one thing they need to get into. I'm sure yes. they're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, they kind of sure. invented it with Stern, right? Like, right, right, very much so. In many ways, that was like the I mean, podcast they, before Rogan before Rogan. Right. They. I mean, they have. It's like closed circuit broadcasts is basically sure. what they have, right? So it's like what podcasts were, except instead of necessarily being recorded, sometimes they can just Talk be a, a live a live radio show. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, but and they have like hip hop. Like, they have hip hop like stations. Like twelve. They have entire hip. They have entire hip hop stations or whatever yeah. genre of music you're in. They have all different stations dedicated to the different genres. Oh, yeah. Like you said, comedy, talk radio, sports stuff. It's it's yeah. They it's got everything. Yacht Rock, your favorite station. My, you were saying oh, Yacht Rock, of course, always, always. But, Everyone knows. Everyone but, knows. Butt Rock, <laughs> Butt Rock, and Yacht Rock. <laughs> you you just hit the home button. Jock Jams. There you go. Jock jams. Uh, Google jock jams, everybody. Um, and get yourself, uh, do they even make CD players? I'm sure they don't. All right, I'm sure well, you yeah, can get so, like a disc man. Okay. While, I, while I'm on the topic of jock jams, right? Um, <laughs> as I frequently am. Um, something interesting about it too, right, is that um, uh, Beans, uh, my, my daughter Penelope, who's like a, a little athlete, right? It's, it's funny because like, her tastes are just funny. Like, and she, she likes a lot of the stuff that I like. And she like, when she goes to play ball, she wants to get like hyped up. She has like a, a like a short list of the specific songs that she likes. And they're all like, you know, uh, house of pain, jump around and right. Onyx slam. Right. These are yep. the, the songs that she likes. Right. And what's funny about it is that, you know, when you use any of these streaming devices, they are algorithmic, just like social media is right. Sure. So, um, if if you went let's go and you put on your favorite yacht rock song, after that song was over, the next Jimmy Buffett song starts, right? And it's into an algorithm, probably based on the songs that people listen to who listen to that same song that you wanted to hear, right? And the okay. entities that pay for that placement. That as well. Because, that as well, yep. right. That as well, yes, that as well for sure. So the funny thing that you discover, right, is that like songs that you and I might have a certain regard for and thinking of in a certain way in a specific genre classified with the other music from that genre. Right. The algorithm doesn't see it that way. So like where you and I can think of House of Pain jump around and we don't think like breakout top 40 hip hop song from 1992 or whatever. Like right. we don't, we don't think of it like that. We think of it like, oh, that's House of Pain and House of Pain is sure. Soul Assassins and it's all these other connections, yeah. right? All these yeah. other connections that we make. So you would think like, oh, well, if I listen to, if I listen to uh, Jump, uh, around. Jump Around, the next song is going to be like, uh, Mama Said Knock You Out, L.O. Right. or something like that, right? right. No, it's not. It's going to be like some kind of song that was in a Budweiser commercial. <laughs> because how's the bane jump around is now like stadium music right right that that is played like you know uh at a at an nba game or a a major league baseball game and like the song that would be played at the game after that is now the song that itunes will lead you to so it's like uh you know I, i off the top of my head i can't think of a perfect example but you know it's the the next song you're listening to isn't the kind of song that you would think would be provoked by the algorithm based on the genre you like. Now it's instead it's like uh, I I can't, I can't think of a great 
uh, what's pay now? You're an all star. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Rest that, in peace, that guy just. Uh, that, guy that guy did. Guy just, uh, yeah. That guy did. All Smash right. mouth. Smash mouth. Okay, right. Smash mouth comes on next. You know, and not Lords of the Underground. <laughs> I'm like, yep. so there's a disconnect there for me, and I'm like, oh, oh, you mean most of the people who Jock like. Jams. Most of the people who like House of Pain jump around are actually lame. <laughs> like that's well, dude. It's interesting because like music sales have kind of dropped off the cliff outside sure. of like, of course, you know, Bad Bunny, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce. Like outside yes. of that, it's because music yes. has become the Holy backwards. Trinity. The Holy Trinity. Music has become theme music for content. Right. Of course. Music has oh, become so. what's going to be the soundtrack to your TikTok video. Oh, for that's sure. going to be the song that randomly pops up in uh, the charts this week, a 32 year old song by like wings. Right. And it's like uh, the number one song. Like there was that guy riding a skateboard with cran- the cranberry juice a couple of years ago. It was like I the remember. number one song in the country for yeah. a month. Yep, yep. All of a sudden I saw Will Farrell was a, I guess DJ. In I, saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I saw yeah, like his saw kids, uh, his son or daughter yeah. that was there at a party in the USC, yeah. and he's DJ. Yeah, and I, I noticed, that. dude, he's playing "Eye of the Tiger," right? And the whole entire crowd is singing "Eye of the." They're like eighteen, right. nineteen year old right. kids sure, singing sure, "Eye sure, of the sure. Tiger" word sure, for sure. word. Right, right. And I'm trying to remember it being like that year, like like there'd be like one song maybe. Right. And "Eye like, of the Tiger" is probably like 1984, right? Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah right. 20 and, years um, before these kids were born. Yeah. Oh, many years. And look, yeah. it's not like people weren't listening to like Led Zeppelin. Of course, kids. Of course, it's like, for sure. of course. Or that there wouldn't be like some random old song that like your group of friends yep. would pick up and use, right? right? Or is it a but movie? Like that, or is it a movie? Right. Or has some kind of prominent right placement? But it's surprising. And I, it's like everything old is new again. And it's bigger than the new stuff in a lot of ways. It's sure. a weird time. Sure. It's a weird cultural shift, but uh, I, I'll I'll hear Sienna watching like you know uh, YouTube Shorts, which is basically just like TikTok, and yeah. a song will come on and it'll be like a sped up version, for example, right, like a chopped and screwed version, or right of like something sort of random and potentially you know obscure from twenty five years ago or thirty five years ago and I'm like wow and now and it, the moment I hear it I'm like oh wow this is in rotation and this is gonna be hot now right because because it's been and it could be something that's great but was just forgotten and now it's being repackaged for a brand new audience which is the amazing thing about art in general right like I always talk about that like what a cool thing it is I always say our brand is kind of like this right but what a cool thing it is where it's like you discover a hip hop group, for example, right? You just, or whatever, you discover any musical group or you discover a director, right? And they might have a body of work that goes back 15 years, right? Right. So for the people who've been listening to them for 15 years, it's all old news. But for you, it's brand new. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. You, it's brand new. And it's like this whole new universe just opened up to you because here's this, this uh, you know, this specific artist that now, now you, you have their whole catalog to listen to or to appreciate that you didn't even know existed the day before, right? Yeah, I feel like there's there's some of that with society now. Like uh, you were saying about TikTok, I I saw, um, uh, you know, Instagram is big on that with reels where you'll see like these highlight reels of different ball players, and like Jordan obviously gets you know a million of them. Sure, but um, a good example uh, is Larry Bird gets that treatment a lot, and there was a Larry Bird. There was a, there were a couple different Larry Bird. Uh, there were a couple different Larry Bird like highlight reels 
And I'm trying, one was, I think, might have been like Eric B and Rakim, Don't Sweat the Technique, which was amazing. But then, right. the other, like, uh, everybody everybody wants to rule the world. Who's that? Is that Tears for Fears? It is, yeah. Okay. Great song. Right, right. amazing song. Um, And it was a Larry Bird highlight reel set to that. And it was great. And I thought to myself, wow, there's a lot of, like, 20-year-old basketball fans who, like, like these old school players and like are into Larry Bird who are now going to hear that song for the first time. And now that song is new to them. And now they have all these associations with that song, you know, it's just wild. It's crazy. It's like uh disco all over again or something. Yep. Right? Like yep, where there exactly. was weird a rock when the early nineties, sure. classic rock of course, heads, of right. They existed. Yep. It's pretty funny though. Very funny. Um, yeah. So and, uh, and 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 funny how the technology is the thing that drives all this stuff, drives these new discoveries, drives these reemergences, you know, these renaissances of various artists or, or specific genres. Yeah, other than like late night, like college radio or something back right. in the day, like right. you being you go into a record store or something like flying blind. Yep. And you have to like buy something and hope it's. You know, yep. I mean, we were the types like flipping over to see the back to see like where it was recorded yeah, or who sure, was involved. Sure. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Oh, Easy Mo B was on this. Yeah, like, that's yeah, all. Yeah. Well, I guess I better purchase this. Cause, right, of course. <laughs> you know, like it was like those kind of threads you had to pull on to find something instead of like you, the process pushing you on your own. I thought, yeah, of course, own. when you said flying blind, I thought that was like some alt rock band. Yeah, oh, it could be. <laughs> it is now. Guys, <laughs> submit your songs. <laughs> submit your demos to be considered for the G Code band. Yes. Flying blind. <laughs> I'm flying good off this rise right now, man. Nice. What you sipping on? What flavor? Uh, well, it's from the archives. Wow, it's a classic. It's a little mix of uh, citrus life and lemonade. Nice. Rise. Nice. Nice. I, I had a, but I, I'm a big fan of the, uh, you know, we got the iced tea and the code orange working now too. Classic. So I had the code orange, I had code orange rise mixed with, with green apple life. And that was really good yesterday. You just can't go wrong. No, you can't, you can't a lot. All the, all these food flavors uh, tend to work well together. Um, you know, and across products, right. If you ever mix vice and rise uh one of the one of my favorites that i i basically do uh intro workout and then throughout the day a lot of time like i'll drink it while i train and then i'll sip on it for a while afterwards what's in this beverage receptacle right now as we speak um yeah. is uh macho mango juice mixed with code orange rice awesome i mean you can't go wrong with those flavors awesome i know it's counterintuitive man yeah but uh mango juice with okay. strawberry fuel you told me that before that it for a good got... post workout combo. Yeah, I mean that's an amazing combo. That's yep. an amazing combo. And you, the flavors, just... I mean, you wouldn't think that it would work, man. But I just was out of necessity one day. It was like, yeah. I got time for one shake right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And threw them both in. Was like, damn, this is good. There's yeah. some like retro. It's not like a sherbet, but like something like that you've had yeah. before, yeah. where it's like familiar. Yeah, well, if you ever I, try it, you'll be like, this reminds me of something. And that's the thing, right? Like, a, you know, a creamy strawberry flavor, um, not in like a vanilla, right? Like, suits the combination with fruit flavored stuff, you know? So it's like, it's strawberry, you know, strawberry cream kind of flavor. And then you're mixing it with orange mango. It's like an orange Julius kind of vibe, 
You yep. know what I mean? Do you do, now when you would make that, would you just sh- throw it in a shaker or would you blend it? Shaker. Probably no problem. Probably crazy blended though. Oh, I'm sure, but like you know, it was like, no problem. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, oh no, I'm not saying no problem, but I'm saying like you probably if you made it like a with put ice in it and like blend oh, it yeah. into a smoothie, that's probably that would probably be amazing. Hell yeah, smoothie, yeah. big yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, we're not quite at the eaten phase yet, but um not quite eaten. Weird baseball playoffs going on. Yes. No Yankees involved, no Mets involved. No Mets, no, no New York Mets, teams Mets in the playoffs. Quite, quite tragic, the Mets situation. I, I tagged you in a in a 1995 Yankee highlight where Mattingly goes yard and Paul O'Neill goes yard oh, in the yeah, same I game. And I was like, dude, because remember, um, my, my Mets go through complete stages of disrepair every cyclically. Um, yep. And uh, <laughs> after rebuilding the, after the glory years of the late 80s, um, then the 90s were start was a stark time. Um, and uh, the Yankees had a really special energy around them and a mojo, right? Like even before they won their, even before they won their first one in the Tory yep. era, right? Even those Buck Showalter teams. No, had, absolutely. Add some juice. That was the foundation. Add some juice. And uh, I sent you a, a, a link that had um, Mattingly at home run and Paul Neal at home run in the playoffs. And I was just like, oh, against the Mariners. Who were awesome then too? Griffey, yeah, like, slide oh, into home, man. Oh man, I was and like, it's dude. forever a sin that Mattingly was on that team that lost like that, and not yep. on the next then, year and then that reti- won the way and then they retired won. and didn't win the next and missed year. the ring. Crazy. Oh, oh not and right now right. I f- and now I feel like that one ring would have been would have been the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, well I was gonna make it about me, but oh okay, yeah, no, yes. that he probably yeah. I he mean, I feel be, like he, he was. You should be the Hall of Fame. It's a joke. Everyone knows how good he was to play with him and against them, but um. You know, it's all about compiling stats on paper yeah. for the analytic bros. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, but there was a me, period, it's like there was a period, yeah. right? Where because there there was like a, the '80s were unique like that, and then the '90s it changed a little bit, and there's it's different now. Um, yes. But Mattingly was one of those guys who had those had a couple of those seasons that you hadn't seen in a long time, where a guy hits 350 with 30 home runs and 150 RBIs. And right. In the 80s, it was like you're an average hitter or you're a power hitter, and there's nobody doing both at the same time. And Mattingly was doing both at the same time. And it's well, like, and it's no, also the era when, like, rare. was it Cecil Fielder who had 50? And it was like, yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. It was like, it was like interrupting the evening news, <laughs> big of a deal <laughs> to hit 50. Months. Right, for sure. So Mattingly's 30, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. 45. Yep. In the judge through Bonds era. No, you know? very, very much so. Um, I remember um 87 was a big deal because uh Dawson, Andre Dawson, who was now in the Cubs, who left the Expos and went to the Cubs, yep. and Mark McGuire, who was a rookie. Each hit 40. 49. 49, right. 49. And it was like, whoa, like that was crazy. 49 on runs was crazy, you know? Yeah. Um so, but but let alone to hit, you know, like I said, thirty plus, but you hit three three forty five, like that was. Rare. And he was a great first baseman. So great first baseman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he should he should have gotten more consideration. Yeah, but yes. but back to me. Yes, because, the biggest. Let's <laughs> um, I feel like all that mojo and all of the rings, and that whole era, even though we got one in oh nine, even though we bought one in oh nine, basically by just signing ten free agents. Right. <laughs> right. Between CC and like a bunch of guys, yeah, uh, they just threw like five hundred million dollars at the wall and like got a ring. Right. And don't get me wrong, like yeah, you know, it's legit, but yeah, it didn't feel like building a whole team like they had in the nineties. I I can't complain 
And I, I basically accept this fact now that for the rest of my life, even if I were to live 40 years, okay, that just won't ever happen again. I got to experience. I fucking lived in the Bronx. I know you happening. did. I know you did. So that, like, that adds a whole layer to it, man. That adds a whole that, layer yeah, like there's no. I'm not gonna get that again. Right. I I have t- I have a bill that's due on that yeah. right, <laughs> again, sure. and then you throw in buying one in nine, like which is just how it feels to me. Like sure, sure, sure. again, like it just it's not a totally different scenario, you know, in the A Rod contract and like you know. It just has felt like a different team since then, right? Oh, of course. Um, it's like rooting for like Visa to like wall up a mom and pop hardware shop, right? In your town. Yeah. Oh, they raised the rates on the on the transaction. Like yeah. Yeah. that's what that rings. It just felt a little bit yeah. like that. But yeah, of course. Um, but and the, old, um, the old stadium era versus the new stadium. Era, oh, it's right? a like, total a little bit of that. A little bit of that involved, right? Night and day, man. Yeah. I used to yeah. be at that old stadium, and it's like you were on top yeah. of the other team. Yeah, they yeah. built the seats straight up, so even if you were in the nosebleeds, yeah. you were still technically like a hundred right feet from home plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the new one, they built it so it goes like diagonally back for a mile. Right. And you're more, more so much trash. further in the nosebleeds. And, you know, it's a hundred dollars to park. Sure. It's, it's nonsense. But, you yeah. know, um, and I still hold out hope and follow them. But, um, again, like just the law of averages and not trying to be too greedy. It's like that special time happened. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, the course. bill will – I bought the mansion, yeah. but the mortgage is 80 years. Right, right, sure. <laughs> it's very expensive, and they'll still be paying for that forever. But sure. uh, yeah, it's interesting. I basically now I'm like, all right, I hope the Astros don't win a World Series just because right. they're like a recent Yankee rival. Beyond that – Well, I see the Braves you know, and the Braves-Phillies. I'm like, oh. Well, right, you're like – you I watch that. Lose, right? I know. They can't both lose if they're playing against each other because you sit there and you get the sneaky suspicion like uh, whoever wins this wins the World Series. And I'm like, oh, you know, I could do without I could do without both of them. Thanks. And that's and that's not to say I don't respect the players. You know, there's some awesome players on both teams, but I'm like, Yeah, of course. Like we don't we don't need that. We don't need the Braves or the Phillies winning the World Series. No, so, man, it's like you gotta root against it's like you gotta all you gotta root against the rivals and you gotta yeah. like root against the team that beat you. Like if you yeah. lost to them, or yeah. like there's some people who are like, Well, I want the team that beat my team. To win the whole thing, right? Sure. So somehow, like we were closer <laughs> yeah, to sure. winning it. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know that I like that. I root against yeah. whoever you know beats yep. the team, kind of deal. The enemy so that's of my been the Astros for this era. Yeah, I'm for like, sure. they can't lose by enough. I remember when you were, um, you were, uh, you broke the story to me in my world. You, you were, you were, um, the uh, Woodward and Bernstein who broke the story to me about the Astros. Uh, Morse code on the trash cans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah look, I, I think was like, there's wow, a like I, and I mean, you know, I'm sure they're just the ones who got caught, <laughs> you know, the ones who did it really well and got caught, versus the ones who didn't win anything but still were doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there was some of that going on. I, maybe I'm like cynical and jaded, okay? okay, but I actually like really believe when you get down to it that there is a ton of cheating. In every major sports league, sure, sure, sure. and I mean literally, like an arms race, like Russia and United States, like what can I get away with? What new thing? Sure. What athletically and performance-wise can we take? Sure. What test can we cheat? Right. What uh, player can I court who's signed to another player? What tampering? 
everything <laughs> like like I'll give you like an example. I like completely believe that the Clippers gave Kawhi Leonard like two hundred million dollars off the book somehow. Right. That the yeah, guy yeah, Steve sure. Ballmer sure. or whatever the guy's I think that's who it is, whoever yep. the owner was, yep. is like yep. essentially like here are the can't miss investments you're gonna now be invested in. Here's like all right, your wife's now going to have a million-dollar sponsor of her YouTube channel right. or, like, all these – those kinds of ways. I feel like every no sports team that is doing that stuff, yeah. and it's like, you know, okay, here's where the salary – here's where your salary is capped. Here's what all the other stuff that we're going to do. Oh, here's the drug test that we take. Like, here's the 10 ways that we're going to go around it. Here's the country we're going to fly you to that, you know – and I don't even necessarily have an ethical problem with a lot some of the stuff that I'm naming. Like, right, sure. Kobe was going out of the country to get blood spinning done for his sure. knee when it was, I think, illegal in the United States. Right, right. Sure, sure. And now you can go to like any of the top clinics in the United States and get stuff like that done. Right, yep. There's always like a lag, and so it's like a gray area. A lot of the right. stuff, you know, everyone right. is like, and goddamn it, cheaters and right, cheaters right. in baseball. And, and meanwhile, like you know, their taxes are like, all right, how can I? Right, right. How can I I cheat my way out to like fifty grand? You know, tax break here. I know there's also like a spectrum of immorality slash illegality, right? But like, you know, I always thought I often thought like uh, what you're talking about, like the the blood spinning spinning procedure, you know, to hasten healing. Like to me, that's very different. That's very different on like on this the spectrum of performance enhancement. You know, like I like I I see I see no moral issues with that. Whereas I right. can see you making a moral issue, a moral argument about performance enhancing drugs or um, blood, well, right, blood, but like, or blood, blood doping. Like I, I, I feel like there's, I, I there's get a the difference. distinction, yeah. but like I think of like, like part of like what Bonds was doing. I'm a gray area guy over here, you know. Look, I, I, I think, look, I think a lot of them are cheating, and like, what you hope is for like the most level playing field. Yes, but you got to yes. assume that like the Yankees are throwing more money under right. the table at a of Cuban course. prospect than the twins are. Right. Right. Sure. Because the Yankees generate $3 billion a year. Right. The twins right. probably right. half a billion or something right. like sure, that. Sure. And so who has more resources to cheat of with? Course. Like, of course. you know, and I'm just mad that the Astros cheated better. Right. Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's look, like, you know, you hear about the page stuff, the Patriots did and all that. And I'm like, you know the Patriots got the Patriots got busted for it because they they're they're fucking killing everybody. They're but killing like, everybody. They probably yeah. went one percent further right than the competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or pioneered some. Like yeah. that's what it was at the Astros. Yep. There's been there are a lot of baseball teams due to use cameras sure. and are looking at signals and have all kinds sure. of stuff going on. Like in the middle of the game. Sure. Here's a before your next at bat. Look at this. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, stuff on the ball, all kind like oh, old school stuff, right? Like a spitball. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you're doctoring the baseball and making it unbelievable. Yep. There are guys who did that and made it to the Hall of Fame. By, knowing like, that, by, yeah, yeah, file the nail files and all that. Sure. Who's the guy with the famous spitball who's like? Well, there, there was like a group of them, right? There's the Negro Brothers, right? Right. And there's Gaylord Perry. Gaylord right? Perry. <laughs> and like, you remember the highlights of the guys with the fire? Well, all those guys were pitching when they were like 57 years old still yeah still because you couldn't hit the ball that's it and and they'd be they'd be you know on the mound and (laughs) stuff's classic but they'd be on the mound and the umpires confronting them and you see them like pulling out 
their pockets. <laughs> you see, like you see, like an illegal object just go, yeah. go flying. Discarded. He's like, pull it down. Look up there, and tosses it. Oh yeah. Didn't that happen in a playoff game? The guy with the sandpaper, right? He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. distracting the off- yep. Yep. <laughs> on camera in front yep, of the yep, world. Yep. Yeah, dude, I think uh, ESPN, I think, did like a Gaylord Perry commercial for Sports Center back right, in the day. Right, right. Where he was just like signing balls and like, you know, not the guys, <laughs> but they're just covered in like a one inch layer of mucus. <laughs> like, just these spitballs. Yep. Of course. Because it was so yep. crazy. What is, yep. you know, but he, they're like, oh, you won 350 games. You're going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, we know how you did it. Of course. It, of it's course. very funny how people pick and choose. You know what they apply, oh, but you know we were talking about preparation. Like in George some ways, Brett with the pine tar against the Yankees—that's one of the greatest highlights ever. Oh yeah, you oh, know or Billy Martin. Billy Martin wants to check his bat and he loses. Wait until wait until the end of the game for that yes. home run. Yeah, he thought about it in like the second inning. I think Brett hit like a ball that was like two feet from the warning track or something. Right, right, right. And he thought like if that had gone over, I'm using the pine tar thing. You know, and I then gotta- he got. Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. It was like so close, and he got the idea in like the yeah. middle innings, and then the game was on the line. He got the hit, yeah. and that's he could have pulled the thing the whole game, right? Sure, sure, sure. And had to um check it, wait, but he waited for you know when a critical really moment. It. Wow, yeah. yeah, you know what? It, it, how did that resolve itself? I know that did they take the home run off the board in that moment? Did they throw him out of the game? Like, I, yeah, that he freaked out. Because I know, he, I know, he lost his fucking he was mind. Removed. He was right. pulled. Right, and the home run came out. Ninth was... inning, two okay. outs. Okay. Down 4-3. Yep. Hits a two-run home run. Okay. Okay, in July of 83. Okay. And big rivals. And uh, Billy Martin noticed a large amount of pine turn his bat, requested they inspect the bat. They ruled that the bat exceeded the allowed amount of pine tar. They pulled his home run and called him out. Wow. To end the game. Wow. Wow. Then they protested. Okay. The American League president agreed with the okay. protest, ordered the game be continued from the point of the home run. Okay. And so then they played it in August. They played so up four three. They started the game. Because okay. it was the Yankees team. So the Yankees still got the hit. And the Yank and the Royals ended up winning five four. Wow. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, pine tar, stickum, spitballs. That's the American way, man. That's it. And yeah, but it's interesting as you're talking about cheat the gray to, area, Cheat to right? win. Shout to Eddie Guerrero. Cheat, cheat to win. Cheat to win, man. Shout to Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero's extended G code family because Chavo is is uh, his nephew is our is our man. That's our guy. That's right, man. That's our guy. As Eddie was a uh, absolute legend, right? Absolutely, one, one of the more colorful and skilled. Yeah tacticians in big wrestling time. big time ever big time um, but you know you're talking about gray area with bonds like yeah and preparation like wasn't part of what bonds was doing the ability to like train so hard that he could recover so fast you know man i i, I know the bonds thing i you know there's a bonds documentary coming out by the the uh there's a bonds documentary coming out by the last dance people wow yeah so that's gonna be. I mean, that'll be awesome. Yeah, it'll be awesome. I mean, um, dude, the yeah. idea that Barry Bonds is in the <laughs> well, right? I mean, because here's the th- like, you know, the thing is, and I and I, you know, I always use the word casuals, um, with, with tremendous derision, but like, 
there's a lot of people who think Barry Bonds should, shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame who didn't even know he played on the Pirates. <laughs> like, right. And won three MVPs on the Pirates. One of the right? best players. Right. Five tool players ever sure. of up to that point. Of course. Before like, he ever touched shoes. That's it. And like the thing about, and the, the other thing about Bonds too, right, is that like I, I'll always bring this up that like, you know, he was caught up in the whole, you know, Northern California Balco Labs thing, right? And the, mm-hmm. the cream and the clear and all that stuff that they, the, you know, the Niners and the Raiders were doing and all those Track Olympic, stars, Olympic yeah. sprinters, right? All those guys were doing, right? And it all started with Victor Conte um, and ZMA, zinc, magnesium, uh, aspartate, right? The fact that he uh, did blood work for all those runners and realized that all of those runners across the board because of their style of training were deficient in zinc and magnesium. Yeah. So, so he prescri- prescribed zinc and magnesium from nothing else, just zinc and magnesium. They can go buy at CVS right now, prescribe that for them. They all started taking it immediately. Everybody's sleeping better. Their times are getting better They're because their natural testosterone production's up. Uh, they're, they're sleeping through the night just because they address these, these uh, basic most basic mineral deficiencies, right? And I think he sort of won their trust with that. And he's like, oh, right. that worked for you. Why don't you try this thing I'm working sure. on, right? And all of a sudden their performance is getting better and better. It's like, oh, this guy's a genius. And then it turns out, right? But, you know, the, the thing I always say about Bonds is that like, you know, we know that he was caught up in, the, in that whole scene. And we know that, you know, he took liberties with regards to whatever PEDs he used, you know, in, in sort of a fallout of McGuire and Sosa, and, and the things that those guys accomplished, him being a more skilled, superior athlete to them, right? But I always used to bring up the thing too, right? That like Bonds is an elite, world-class physical specimen of an athlete, right? If Bonds never touched a drug at all, just this is just hypothetical, and just started lifting on a program and eating with the thought of gaining muscle, with, sure. the, with the thought of transforming himself into a home run hitter, he would have transformed himself into a home run hitter. It doesn't mean he would have hit 74 in a fucking right. season or whatever he did, but I guarantee you he could have hit 50 fucking five times. Sure. In the, sure. Just, just because he would have added this whole, in the, just as Jordan added the fall away jump shot, right? The turnaround, right? Just as Jordan mm-hmm. added that mid range game when he, when all of a sudden his vertical went from 52 inches to, to 42 inches, right? Right. If, if Bonds had just bulked up naturally and trained and started lifting and all that stuff, he would have transformed himself into a power hitter who still would have ended up with 600 some home runs. I have no yep. doubt, you know? Yep. So it's like, it, it it's a matter of the degree you're, you're going to and the degree you're willing to take it. But like the thought that Bonds did things that broke the rules in a way that negate all of the great things he did that are undeniably Hall of Fame worthy. To me, I feel like that's, that's where like the, the uh the inconsistency happens you know what i mean yep. that's where the inconsistency happens and, and it's and it's tough man it's tough you know you look at um how intertwined now sports betting is with pro sports like on a level we never could have predicted bro ever well ever for years they right? said like there'll never be a franchise in vegas, vegas. Yep. because of the gambling c- connections yep. there'll never be uh you'll never be allowed to mention gambling on a broadcast of a game or you it's know what a, I mean? It's like a cottage industry now. The game. It's oh, a yeah. cottage industry now. It is the, it is such huge money. Well, the players themselves are betting all of it because what they I'm come saying? up as kids betting all of it. Of they're course. parlaying four games by the time they're 15 
And, you know, for a buck here and a buck there. And now, you know what I mean? Like, but they're 22 and millionaires and they're not, right. you think they stopped doing that? You know, like they're, they're doing uh, even crazier stuff. Uh, they just uh, make it. They're like, you can't place the bet on your phone. Like while you're in the practice, <laughs> it's like, uh, you have to go I, out I, to the parking lot to place your bet. I think I'm right. I think LeBron was, had tweeted recently or, or, you know, wherever he had posted somewhere on social media talking about how pumped he gets for NFL Sundays and how he hadn't placed his bets yet, but he can't wait. Yeah. And like that would have been a scandal. Oh yeah. my god. That tweet, you know, yeah. There was a fall, there was like a fallout from it though. And my whole thing is like, dude, it's part and parcel of pro sports now or college sports too, of, right? Of like American it's, culture. It's right, very much so. Interwoven. And P. Rose still isn't in the Hall of Fame. And Shoeless Joe Jackson still isn't in the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, you know, like their evolutions happen, you know, just, just as like the the uh constitution is a living document, right? Yeah. Like I feel like so is like the the rules that guide sports in some ways, you know, and, and the thought that like um, I, I don't know in a, in a world where sports gambling is is not only uh, accepted but like celebrated, yeah, like that. Pete Rose still is in the Hall of Fame to me is crazy, you know, it's crazy. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so much of it is personal, right? Right. Bonds gave everyone the finger and they like, so all the right. writers took it personally or yeah, like never so. in a million years. Yep. Clemens really crazily like went after the reporters. Right. Yeah. Like uh, Ryan Braun was the same way. They were like uh, uh, Armstrong, like a couple yeah, of these guys sure. really were, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say evil because it's not like they were killing people, but right, like, right. Threatening people, sure. threatening their livelihood, discrediting sure. them. Yep. You know what I mean? Like some yep. people, some of the guys on this like mysterious shit list for the Hall of Fames, yep. um, at least earned a distinction for their lack of honor and character. Right. right. But um, for others, it's just like a personality. Like if you're a jerk, that shouldn't stop you. From an accomplishment, you know what no, I mean. Right, it's course. here, like, like there's a there's levels to that. Bonds yes. is never on the levels of like, oh, this guy who fucking uh, was is investigating me. You should go to his house and right, go sure. shit through his window. Like right, sure, Clemens sure. was doing, they're doing weird stuff like that. Like, right. you know, right, trying sure. to really screw people. Right. Um, I don't even right, think right, Bonds no. rose to the level of that. You know, no, and. and, and- but they act like he did. And you talk about Lance, right? Of course, and it's largely because he just wasn't a, a sweetheart, you know, a darling of the of the journalists that you know, right, uh, during his career. Or right, um, Lance, like the Lance disingenuous Armstrong, right. sit down interviews that like Lance Armstrong and A Rod did, where they're like, oh. "Absolutely, I'm not. Most likely, probably not taking." Right, you know, <laughs> right, right, and, and, and then like a week later, he get caught again. Right, and and those are guys that I would I would have defended over and over again, but you feel like they threw their own people under the bus in that process sure. too, right? And it's like, yeah. man, like that's the place, that's the line you don't cross, you know, because now you're, you're, you know, uh, your your teammates and the people who helped you succeed, like you're like singling them out now um, and trying to, like I said, throw them over the bus to get over. Um, and that, and and that's like where, where like Lance Armstrong damaged his legacy for sure, you know, yep. for sure, for sure. Not just the cheating. Not just the cheating because it's no the way he handled getting caught that, and like it. you said threw everybody under the bus and had people like stand by him not knowing that he was yes. hanging them out to dry. Um, 
Are are you? The I one just who, discredited. Are you are you the one who told me to watch Icarus? Was Icarus the 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 sports? Yes. That is incredible. well. I don't know if I was the one or if um we were told okay to watch the same okay by yes. the same person okay maybe but did watch it yeah and awesome amazing right yeah anybody Doc, out there documentary on Netflix about, right? I don't think yeah. we talked about this on the cast check okay. out this flick Icarus from a couple of years ago. Um, this guy is getting into the dope and in sports. He meets with a Russian scientist. He just happens yeah. to kind of like hit the lifetime home run. Yes. Where like one of the first guys he's talking to is like, sure, I'll talk to you. And it's the guy <laughs> behind like hands on yep. building, like creating the dope yep. Yep. for all of Russia. Yep. Like the main Putin appointed guy. Yep. Just like replies to him, like we can talk. Sure. Like, tells him everything. <laughs> yep. Give sneaking stuff in. Like it's unbelievable. And it's just a guy who is like trying to be ride a bike faster. Yep. And is getting his ass kicked. Yeah. It's like, what's the next level I can take it to? And ends up just finding this guy and making a whole. He was documenting his Zone. bike riding yes. efforts. Yep. And it turned from that to like this global story of conspiracy and and like running for your life and like all this crazy stuff what an amazing documentary that is awesome definitely yeah. check riveting, that out riveting, so. riveting icarus riveting amazing absolutely awesome um all right we're almost yes at the favorite segment at that almost time. almost at that time. Uh, how's your training going how you doing it's going well. Any man. new you wrinkles? Know, Any new wrinkles in the last six days? Yeah, Have you changed, thrown it all out, and started from the bottom? Yeah, started anew. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in a good groove. I'm trying to think if there's anything specific that I'm doing differently. I, I said in general, man, you know, it's always this, uh, this pursuit of if it more efficiency, right? Like, how yeah. can I, how can I get more out of less, right? How if I want to train six days a week, how can I minimize like sort of the, uh, the volume that damages my joints tendons and ligaments more than it stimulates new muscle growth and better conditioning right so like how do i strike that balance right like that's always what i'm trying to do um but you know it's 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 i don't think there's anything different i'm doing but you know it's it's just adding in intensity techniques here or there supersetting some exercises sometimes um i have a buddy i don't know if i mentioned this on a prior cast but uh, I have a buddy who uh, coaches beans in football and uh, had some like health issues in the past and was like trying to get into a good training regimen Had done so then kind of fell off. Um, and then like he was trying to get back into it and asked me to come train with him, but he can only train at like 5 a.m. a couple of days a week in terms of times that we can both train together. So I'll get up yep. at 4 15 4 20 in the morning and drive to meet him to train at like a local you know commercial gym nothing great but um what's cool about that process right is that like he's determined to get better and he looks to me sort of for that guidance to help him and that extra motivation but the crazy thing about this stuff is that there's a cycle of inspiration we've talked about it before right where you're you're help you're trying to help somebody or somebody's drawing some sort of inspiration or motivation from their interactions with you but in the process of that doing that and then pushing themselves, you are now re-motivated to push yourself more, right? To live up to the standard that they hold you in, right? Like they yeah. hold you to, right? And all of those things. So, you know, a couple of days a week, I'll go and I'll, I'll meet up with him and I'll train, you know, it's like 
we're, we're done training. It's still dark out. Um, but there's something great about that. And, uh, and I, 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 you know, to, to see somebody else who's passionate about improving themselves, I think motivates you. So like I, if, if, if there was anything that I would draw from my recent training would be this, um, take opportunities to interact with somebody else who's hungry to do well, hungry to make progress. Um, because I think it keeps what you're doing fresh and keeps things from getting scared. contagious. Like, it is. Yeah. It's contagious, man. You know, you, you feel their fire burning and you can warm your hands on that. You know what I mean? Nice. That's an exciting thing. It's a cool thing. So, so shouts to shouts to coach Dan, who's trying to try to really make it happen and make tremendous progress. He hit me up. He let me up with random texts about how he was at his mom's 70th birthday and how her peers were like objectifying him. <laughs> he's like, he's like, these, these older ladies me. And, I got the, it's it. I said, Hey man, get used to it, buddy. Get used to it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's an awesome thing though. Just the, the idea that like other people are noticing, you know, cause you're, you live with yourself, right? So you see yourself every day and you don't notice But people on the outside are like, Oh, I see the progress you're making and how that can be motivating. So that's happening for him. And I, I that's, a, that's an exciting thing. I feel good for him. It's awesome. All right. I'm going to, I got a little game for you. We're going to do okay. real quick. Okay. All right. I'm going to throw you, an athletic discipline. Okay. And you're going to tell me the two G code products. Okay. That they need. Okay. Okay. Like what, yeah. like, cause you say people coming to you yes. saying, you know, he's training for a marathon. So I got a couple things here. Okay. And you're going to just name the two categories. Okay. Maybe a flavor yep. of what you think, like, all right, this is what I'm like slamming right in their gut. Like get to work. Yep. Here's the product you need. You ready? Okay. Yep. All right. Somebody who goes to a spin class six days a week. Okay. Somebody who goes to a spin class six days a week, I would say should be using rise okay. while, they, while they, while they train. I would say rise for sure. And what's um, in rise. Like, so just right. get so, into, you know so I mean? rise, right. So rise is uh is what we call an amino recovery elixir. Uh, so it's got seven and a half grams of muscle recovery nutrients. Yep. Um, some of the primary ones being uh, BCAAs, um, which are three the three most prominent EAAs, essential amino acids, um, and those are like the uh, the core building blocks of protein, real uh, catalyst for recovery. Um, gotcha. And then and then that product also has um, coconut water powder, Himalayan sea salt, and electrolytes, um, like uh, vastly superior to a sports drink, a Powerade or a Gatorade. No powder. sugar. No sugar. Um, right. So if you're taking Gatorade, if you're like, oh, I just do it after my workout or do my workout, all that yep. sugar. Yep. You can swap that out for rise 10 yep. times better. All right. Yep. And what's your second, your second. Right. I feel like there'll be overlap no matter what you ask me, but then another obvious yeah. one, another obvious one to me is, is fuel. Um, and the right. reason I say fuel is because uh, there really isn't anyone who wouldn't benefit from the convenience of right. high quality protein in the form of a shake. Right. Um, because I think we all need in general, we all need more protein in our diets to recover optimally if you're pushing yourself physically. Um, and I feel like uh, there's not many active people who wouldn't benefit from a protein shake, you know. So yep. like I, I would say uh, for that that spin person uh, for at some point in their day, whether they're utilizing it after they after they train um as a you know a, a, reco- a recovery um uh modality or if they're yeah. using it like as part of like a meal replacement shake right like uh i uh, this morning just for example right like i had i made a shake right and it, it was as simple as they come 
and I drank it in about 10 seconds. I drank it in about 10 seconds. Um, but it was uh water and ice, and in that water and ice, I did two scoops of fuel, uh, mm-hmm. a, a banana and half uh and half a cup of oatmeal, right? So there's so if you think of it like there's there's a bowl of oatmeal, a banana, and 50 grams of protein, and yep. I drank it in about 10 seconds, and it tasted good. And I think to myself, like, what could be more clutch than the nutrition I'm finding in that little meal that took nothing to make? Right. Um, and who wouldn't benefit from that? And like, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you're half my size. Maybe you're a 120 pound girl who just got done spin. So you don't need to do two scoops of fuel. And maybe you do only one, you know, a quarter cup of the oats, maybe do half a banana. You modify it based on what you specifically need. But it's just an example of like a, a, uh, I feel like a, a a good, high quality, easily digesting protein powder is something that any active person would benefit from. Well, sure. All right. So I got another one for you. Yep. That's beautiful. Yep. Yep. Um, is my guy, uh, H.A. and the running back for the Dolphins is out for weeks. Okay. Okay. So yes. what are you giving him? Yes. How are you getting my running back on the field? Yeah, he's badass, man. I, that dude's I awesome. know he's a, he's gonna. He seems like he's pretty hurt. And he's gonna be out for a while, which you're, sucks because he's killing it. But your fighting fins are no joke, my friend. Um, they fly up and down the field, man. I love it. Or at least they I did until this. Uh, so I, I need love, him to get back out there. So what do you? I got? love their coach too. I love his whole his whole mojo. Something about he's him. got it he's going great. on offense yeah. at least. Yeah, he's he's great. I just like his vibe in general. Um, okay, so for him, the only thing I care about uh, is recovery. Um, right. Right. So, I'm, I mean, I'm going to come back to the, the point of recovery all the time. Right? You're only as good as you can recover. Right. So what can I do to um, heal as quickly as possible? Right. So sure. I, I would probably come back to one of those amino products again. Right. Whether yep. it's um, rise or whether it's uh, juice or both mixed together. Right. Uh, juice, uh, which has some of those same components, the essential amino acids that contain the BCAs, um, but also creatine monohydrate also. Uh, carb 10, um, which is an advanced carbohydrate form, um, electrolytes, antioxidants, all in a single um, product. Um, maybe both of those together, rise and juice together, and make like a real cocktail. So that's what I that's what I use intra workout, and, and then I often sip on after my workout. Um, yep. You know to to sort of facilitate recovery. And then another thing for a guy like that, maybe this is a little outside the box, but I think I'm going to give you two. I think a product like Dream. Right. And facilitating deep REM sleep and, and sort of uh, doubling down on the healing power of deep restorative sleep in terms of, uh, you know, um, cellular turnover and healing um, would be would be a, a go nice. Again. And then life and life, I say, because life, I feel like um, any sort of illness or injury uh, can only be benefited from a boatload of antioxidants, a boatload of micronutrients. The five sure. five grams of collagen, collagen, uh, marine collagen. That's uh, a good that, one that helps with uh, help with you know not only hair, skin, and nails and and beauty, right? But um, it's restorative. It's a restorative and like sort of fountain of youth ingredient because um, it helps with uh, connective tissue, right? So how do we repair um, ligaments and, and tendons and and uh, collagen is is highly effective in that. It's also anti-inflammatory, right? So how do we reduce inflammation? Um, yep. in, in, you know, in someone who, who's dealing with an injury, um, I think that's a big deal in terms of mitigating pain. Uh, so yeah, nice. life, life, dream, and some some sort of. I would throw a lot at him because he's injured. But uh, rise and juice, uh, life and dream would be like a, an awesome sort of mega recovery stack. I think. 
All right, and now last one. Yeah. What two for a power lifter? All right, so a power competitive lifter. power lifter. Yeah, like so our boy Lance or oh, Della Fave going to haul some weight around. Love, love both of those dudes. Shout out to, to both of those guys uh, and and the insane things they do on a regular basis. Um, you know, for those guys, I would say, uh, from a performance enhancement perspective, meaning directly improving the training window, right? Like the, the, the actual, I'm in the gym, I'm actually lifting right now. I would say mm-hmm. vice, vice triple X is a product that is just made for power lifters, right? Yeah. It's a, for, for anyone. I who, had some this morning. Yeah. Nice. For, for anyone who's, who's, um, you know, sort of pushing the envelope with their training uh, and train is training on an intense level. Uh, I would say vice triple X, no doubt. Uh, you know, it's uh it's, it's great for blood flow. Uh, it's great for uh, the pump. Uh, it's great for, co- uh, you know, cognitive function and focus intensity, but yeah, because, because the energy on it is through the roof, but not in, but not in a, not in a cracked out way, not in an uncomfortable No, it's, con- way. it's controlled demolition. Yes. It's yes, like, that's, uh, it's very, very you know. true. Very true. Controlled demolition is a great way of putting it. And then for those guys, I would say juice. Um, I would, I would have those guys sipping on juice during their workouts. You know, I, I don't know if I ever said this to you, but I, I always think back to uh, the great power lifter, Dan Green, uh, who, who you know well. Um, yep. and, and one time I was out there in uh, Mountain View, California with him uh, documenting his training. And uh, he was doing a bench workout. And wh- while he was training, his wife brought his wife, Sparkle, shouts to Sparkle Green, brought him, brought him uh, a burrito from his favorite local burrito place. And Dan, between sets of his chest workout, his bench workout, was <laughs> eating a burrito, right? He was eating it. He had an intra-workout burrito. <laughs> Makes sense. Which is awesome. Who am I? But I wouldn't advise it. I would I would eat I would eat that same burrito, but I would wait till I was After. done with my yeah. done my workout. Um so uh if you are not the type who's you know um going to go get uh you know wawa hoagie. For while you're doing your powerlifting workout, yep. um, if you're not that guy, I would say you know throw a scoop or two of juice in a big jug um, and hydrate yourself. And while you're hydrating yourself, you're getting all those recovery nutrients. Uh, you're getting the creatine in your system. Um, I think that's like uh, uh, and it's got some extra carbs in there, which would serve as fuel. You know, we talked about the the muscle having a gas tank, right? The gas tank's preferred uh, form of fuel is carbohydrates, right? So. Um, making sure those reserve the reserves are topped out when you're really pushing yourself, like in terms of training intensity. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, man. That was a cool little All right, guys. I like that. Yeah. We'll do I that like again, that. guys. Yeah, yeah, and if, sure. uh, you, there's a discipline you're focusing on or a goal you're focusing on. Yeah. yeah. Comment under this on IG or on SoundCloud. Yep. Uh, give us a shout and we will uh, do some analysis and For get sure. back to you. For sure. Um, Love it. All right. So we here we are at our favorite segment of the week known as Greg, what is the dirtiest thing you've eaten to the intro? And now 
the food cast. I'm dying for a quesadilla. From Fat Boy Sunday to Fat Boy Sunday. We got 30 tacos on the Colossal table. Colossal quarter the pound burgers. 115 breakfast couple sixers wow. and like Eight donuts. Okay. Reese's Pops are better than peanut butter Captain Crunch. So they're taking stem cells and they're making hamburger meat. I'm generally a Ben and Jerry's guy. Peel and eat shrimp. That's my thing. Fried donuts. Some man- they're pretty manly kind of fucking snack. Philadelphia cheesesteak egg rolls. Eat this whole fucking tray. The dirtiest thing you've eaten. Food cast. Stack again. The food cast. All right. All right. Big well, question. I, yeah, yeah. What's the dirtiest? What's thing the I've dirtiest eaten? thing you've eaten? All right. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you with a food revelation more so than than go. I'm going to wow you with any one specific thing that I ate that you're gonna find a you know novel or exciting. I'll do that. So dirty. And yes. So you, you do. do that. You yes, do the insightful thing, yes, yes, and then I'll okay. just come with the pure yes, food yes, filth. Yes. <laughs> See, that's yin and yang, my friend. That's us. All right, all right. Well, so okay. So I, I had once made the observation, right, that in the peanut butter and jelly sandwich uh, scenario, the jelly is the condiment, and the peanut butter is the meat. Okay. Okay. So I want you to think of the sandwich, right? As yes. You think of a normal sandwich with like ratio wise. Yes, yes, I would agree. Ratio wise, you need to treat the jelly as the condiment and the peanut butter as the meat of the sandwich, right? The substance of the sandwich. And in my, um, you know, uh, food culinary explorations and my my constant yearning for more knowledge about nutrition in general, came across a stunning fact, Mark Renani. What would you guess is the healthier option for a peanut butter sandwich pairing? Marshmallow fluff or organic strawberry preserves? Well, I mean, obviously I would guess the preserves, of which course, means it's as not would true. I, as would I, of course. Is uh, of fluff, course does fluff have anything in it that's not toxic? Well, all right. Let, okay, so let's. I'm only looking at it from a macronutrient perspective. Okay, all right. So but like, still, I'm like. Okay. Well, here's here's the thing that blew my mind. In two tablespoons of fluff, right, which is probably the condiment ratio we were talking about, right? If the jelly is oh, the yeah, condiment, I don't right? even two know if I need to. Right. No, you probably don't. You probably don't. But let's just say you did, right? Two tablespoons of fluff, forty calories, six grams of sugar. Interesting. Two tablespoons. Two tablespoons of, you know, pick your fa- pick your fancy jelly, right? I, I'm sure there's a spectrum and a level of degree, right? But this this one I had was uh, Aldi brand, the right. store brand, okay. stra- strawberry preserves. Right. 13 grams of sugar in one tablespoon. Wow. So for an equivalent amount of, of strawberry preserves, 26 Double grams sugar. of sugar. 26 grams of sugar. Wow. In two tablespoons of the strawberry preserves. Six grams of sugar in the two tablespoons of stra- of marshmallow fluff. I was blown away by that, bro. Blown away. Now, now let's say- And how many, what's the caloric um, difference? I would say that you're probably looking at um, north of 100 calories in that strawberry jelly. And it was 40, 40 calories in the marshmallow flow. So at least twice as much uh, calorically. And what is that? Four times the sugar, more than four times the sugar, almost five times the sugar. Wow. Now, all things being equal, 
there's probably some moderate antioxidant and activity in a strawberry or a any kind of berry, you know, sure. uh, jelly or preserves, right? There's some in, in vitamins in there a little bit. Um, and then like in the scenario where you're able to find um, a, a jelly or a strawberry preserve that had no sugar added or was right. naturally or artificially sweetened and it was just a fruit or just a fruit plus whatever, Splenda or Stevia or yep. whatever, it's in monk fruit, right? You see that all the time. Like then we're talking about a different deal. But if you're just talking about like a traditional Smuckers, right? Versus right. strawberry fluff, it's shocking. But the strawberry fluff is the better dietary choice. The, so I mean, you're telling me marshmallow fluff, some fluff. Marshmallow fluff is the better dietary choice of the two. If That's wild. Look, if we're just looking at it from a macronutrient uh, perspective, I was. That's um, wild because I feel like I feel like fluff is like made from. Um, yeah, it's like a. It's like it pours out of your engine after it's been running for 12 Right, right. Well, that's <laughs> like it. It's like a, some it's kind a of chemical sludge. byproduct from DuPont. Right. Fuck. And they're like, what right. am I going to do with all these right. shit? Spackle. We'll just call it fluff. Delete it's it. Spackle, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, but I, But the funny thing is that I think if you, and I, you know, don't quote me on this, but I think if you like looked up the nutrition of a marshmallow, right? there's not much to it. Sure. Right. And it's sort of like light and airy. It's not dense. And right. I think it's that lack of density. And the ratio of density, both literally and then like caloric density versus flavor. It's pretty good. Bang for the buck wise. Like you're, it tastes pretty good, pretty damn good. And it's pretty low in calories or anything else. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, whereas don't get me wrong. Like I love you know, strawberry jelly, even like grape jelly. Like I love that. And yeah. strawberry jelly so it's the best, but man, like I was stunned by how much, how much sugar. I feel like conversely. Yeah. Like there's another way that you could frame it. Yes. Should I be like slightly more accurate? It was just like, there's so much sugar in jelly. Right. That it has more than fluff or nothing. Yes. <laughs> it's, yep. You know what I mean? Like it's like maybe a lot it's, more. Yeah, there's added sugar. You know, like I'll give you a perfect example, like bread. Yeah. Like the other day, I was sure. in the supermarket. Always look. Bread can go so bread can go so far on the spectrum. From, I'm telling you, from yeah. you know, from a, a a decent dietary choice to an awful dietary choice. The amount of sugar, sure, in bread. And I, dude, I went through killer mics, like all of them, right? Yeah. I'm like. I want like the bread with the, where can I find bread that isn't like just white bread? Like I want it to have some nutritional value, but I want the lowest sugar I could get. And dude, I literally walked out of the supermarket because I was like, not that I didn't get anything else, but like, I was like, I'm going to go try a different supermarket tomorrow for bread because I don't need seven grams of added sugar. Of course not. In a piece of bread. Nor should it be in the bread. But it's in like 99. I'm telling you, man, like you look in a supermarket and like, it's in it's in ninety eight percent of the loaves of bread. There's like five six grams of added sugar. I have a I'm it's gonna insane. Give, I'm gonna give you a bread hack, but I'm also gonna say, tell you a, a crazy added sugar scenario that is just absurd to me. But yep. the bread hack is over in the deli area. Right. The, the loaves of the sliced Italian bread, like it's like a round yep. loaf. I, I know exactly. Remember yeah. the brand off the top of my head, and they have no, like I a know, sem- I know, I know semolina well. version too, and then they have the Italian. Yeah. 
And then they might have like um by the way, this is all gonna become really hilarious when I give my dirtiest thing. Okay, awesome. like, like as if the bread, as if the added sugar in the bread is my yes. problem. Yes, and yes. not the answer to the dirtiest oh, no. thing I've eaten. But I yeah, mean, go ahead. All right, but but so uh, like so like I think there's the there's rye bread too, like seeded, unseeded rye kind of breads. And there's yep. that sliced Italian and that sliced uh, semolina, and it's like a round Italian loaf. I'm pretty sure, Sco, I forget what brand it is. Zero grams of sugar. Nice. And the, the you know, it goes from round, so it goes. No, yeah, it's a nice, like a long, um, like, yes, rye-ish. Yes, cut. yes. And the those middle, those large middle slices are only 80 calories, and there's no sugar. It tastes good, and too. It, it all tastes amazing. In like, yeah. multiple Post that up, man. And it's you can like, use, you can use that in, oh, my God. And you can use it in, like, I might multiple, have to eat some. multiple applications, right? Like, great for a sandwich, great to make, great to eat with your eggs, like, whatever. And yeah. like in terms of carb choices, like in terms of the, uh, something to eat along with your protein source or whatever, I feel like that that bread is the best. And it and it, it's the best and it just so happens to taste amazing. And I think it's like one of those products too where it's like four ingredients. Yeah. Like there's not a thousand, because some breads, man, it's like a list this long of the shit. No, that's, that's it, it, man. And I'm like, and this just, is like, not that I eat that much of it. Well, no, but, other than my eatings. But this, I would, I would recommend getting that loaf of bread, and I think it's just so much better for you in comparison to all the rest. Um, nice. But, but the and, and this is going to set you up uh, another like little diet tidbit, set you up to talk about your your uh, filth. But, um, like, all right, this is an example like something that doesn't make any sense, and it's like something I noticed even more as a dad, I guess. But applesauce. Why do I need applesauce to have sugar added to it? Right, like they have all these applesauces. Right, that are like have various flavors. Sometimes because they're it's applesauce, strawberry applesauce, or peach applesauce, whatever. They're delicious, but most of the time they have added sugar. Sometimes they've added high fructose corn syrup. I'm yeah. like, dude, it's apples. Like apples. <laughs> pardon my French, right? But like, forgive me if I'm wrong. But apples are fucking sweet. Right? Yeah. Like they don't need to be loaded up with extra sugar it's already sweet i mean that's it's why like homemade sweet. applesauce man it's like you oh, taste yeah. it it's like 10 times better for yep. you and 10 times better tasting and it's like apples and cinnamon they are yeah. the ingredients right it's like you don't need anything i mean dude it's that. like a sugar war they're like you're used to being bombarded with eight grams yep. well we better give you nine grams so that you get the brain sizzle out of it and then the next company's like well we better add 10 so that like it. it registers on the you know, wow factor. You know, our kids are going to want the cereal if it's it's so bland. It has right. three times the sugar of oh. cereal from like nineteen. Cereal is so frustrating in that way, man. Yeah, you can't find it's so almost difficult. anything in the middle aisles of the supermarket, dude. It's like a sugar landmine. One but, of those which great is life why lessons, right? Shopping on the perimeter of the store. Perimeter of the supermarket. Yeah, but, but but so yeah, so that was the last thing. So when you go, if you if you like applesauce, if you're buying applesauce for yourself as a carbohydrate source or yeah. little snack or whatever where you're buying it for your kids or whatever always look for the unsweetened applesauce because then you're then the calories aren't crazy high there's no added sugar it's it's no different than the sugar that would be naturally found in an apple but it's in a puree so always yep. always opt for the unsweetened version absolutely all right Uncle Scott, hit me all right man so it's a bad one oh god See, like this is it. like several weeks of eaten nice. in one nice so uh there's a pizza place here Okay. Well, it's like not quite near me. And okay. Kaylee was out by them. Okay. And was like, well, I'm near the place. 
where we found like the one it's like pizza's tougher here than you would than it should be in my opinion right if you're within like two and a half hours of italians yep like there should be great pizza there should be and like you can get it in scranton you can get it in a lot of places not you really gotta dig around where i'm at now but so they got this pizza called the bronx bomber yeah and it's a tri sauce pizza right it's like got three like roads of sauce patterns stripes down the pie over and over and over and over again vodka pesto and marinara sauce oh wow okay and it's so damn good Okay, but I mistakenly ordered the Sicilian version versus like their regular pie, dude. Okay, and so this thing, I might as well have ordered a wheelbarrow of stuff. It was so much stuff, so much sauce on so much dough, right? That it was like I didn't, I had to freeze like half of it, yeah, a large portion. So carved through a couple of slices of that, which were like. A heavyweight. It was like it's like Chicago pizza, right? With with yeah, three I've with with uh, with plentiful sauce, right? Um. So uh, yeah, I am uh, intense cardio ramping up and better decisions being made to absorb. Yes. The looking for absolution. What's the opposite of a caloric deficit? A caloric surplus. Surplus. Yes. <laughs> I started the week with a, a, a caloric surplus, so yes. digging out of that hole as we speak. I ate, so some, pizza. I ate some pizza this past week. I had my, my it was my mom's birthday on Sundays. So we went to see her. Uh, shouts to my Dukes, and yep. uh, she she had uh, as should be the case whenever I visit anyone. There was pe- it was a Sunday, and there was pizza, there was donuts, there were cookies, there were all these things waiting for me. Um, so, so the, the, my dirty eatings were legit on Sunday. The calories were high, but, uh, the, uh, the boardwalk pizza, right. Is like a thing now, right. Where it's the, the circular layout of the sauce and yep. the cheese, but it was, it was pretty good. You know, it's like, I, I, I find most pizza to be pretty mediocre. So it was like, you know, close if it tends the best you ever had and one's the worst it was like you know it was it's like seven and a half pizza it was i'm like a big fan of like the five six seven range on pizzas like sure. i recognize that there's better pizza yeah, but yeah. like i feel like the i feel like a five or six with pizza versus like the five or six like it's a different scale like a five or six for other right foods, sure you're like sure, right. even the medi- even the mediocre is pretty good <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right exactly. sure agreed Agreed. All right. Um, all right. Well, that's another cast. I don't. I'm not sure if this was a uh, power cast or what it qualifies for, but yeah, yeah. we're doing these more regularly. Stuff, yep. Let us know what your training is looking like, and we will hit you with some um, corresponding supplementation next time. And uh, otherwise, dude, be good, train good, eat good, and uh, let's do it. Amen, brother. Good time, man. Always time well spent with you, my man. Spreading the good fucking juice. Always. All right. All right, everybody. All right, brothers. Peace. Peace. See you next time.